the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day and welcome once again to Selwyn's Law. My name is Selwyn Whitehead, and I'm a California Bar Admitted Attorney, and I'm also a Bankruptcy Law Certified Specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. In addition to my JD, I hold a couple of master's degree in law as well. That is to say, I am both a master of the laws of taxation and a master of the laws of intellectual property. And because of my education, my training, my experiences, and my life's observations, but most importantly, my lifelong interest in business and money and finance and the creation, preservation, and transfer of wealth within families and communities, including tribal communities, and the roles that these particular aspects of economics play in the lives of everyday people like you and me, I primarily practice bankruptcy law. Again, bankruptcy law is completely and absolutely fascinating to me. It's it's buttressed by the laws of debtors and creditors, which, you know, if we were to be honest with ourselves, each and every one of us at one point in our lives are either a debtor or a creditor when we buy a house or a car, or um, sometimes we are the creditors when we lend money to family and friends, or we're acting on behalf of a business that we might work for in their legal department, or when we're reaching out to, you know, find new clients, we're entering into a relationship. And so uh, bankruptcy law looks at all aspects of the debtor credit relationship that has gone afoul. (laughs) And so we're talking about real property, personal property, intellectual property and taxation, because sometimes the Internal Revenue Service or out here in California, the Franchise Tax Board or whatever uh, state agency is responsible for collecting state taxes in your jurisdiction, they become um, or may become creditors in a particular bankruptcy. So that's why I find it fascinating because each and every one of my uh, clients, they might start off with what what can I do to deal with my debt? But as we get deeper into their case, we find out that, um, you know, it might be tax issues or it might be what I call a bad ass creditor who's trying to take advantage of my client because I mostly represent um, debtors 
and might not have a valid reason to be coming after my client in the first instance. But anyway, that's why I think bankruptcy law is so fascinating and more and more young people and especially women and people of color need to look at it as an area of the law that they need to get into because there's not very many of us black and brown female ladies um, doing bankruptcy law. So that, that's why I do bankruptcy law. However, I also practice related fields in my overall consumer and small business fa- uh, practice, including debt wealth management, estates and trusts, real estate, and of course, taxation law. Now, with these areas of law as my reference points, that is to say, as they relate to the personal, familial, community, and small business aspects of finance, I've spent the greater part of the last nearly 40 years, both before and after getting my license to practice law, fighting for the economic empowerment, the economic independence, and the economic autonomy of women and people in communities of color, including indigenous communities. And because I grew up as a military brat, and I will always be one proudly, and I also helped create another one with my former spouse who was also in the military. As such, I have firsthand knowledge of just how hard it can be sometimes financially and economically for our citizen soldiers, sailors, airmen and women and Marines, and their families in our sometimes less than patriotic capital-based economic system that has a lot of that uh, creditor-debtor stuff going on. Uh, sometimes with very young soldiers who are, you know, away from their families for the first time and they get suckered into maybe paying too much for an automobile or taking on debt that they really can't afford. Um, you know, that's why I also proudly serve veterans of all stripes and in all branches of the military. And as I've shared with you many times, I was raised by my military, <laughs> all army father who gave back to the community by being a service member, he also taught me that it was important for me no matter what I did, but he didn't want me to become a service member because I sometimes don't follow orders. (laughs) So he recommended that I become a civil servant, which I did, and I loved it. And, you know, I, I, he just thought it was real important that each one of his children especially his daughter, um, you know, give back uh, as part of uh, our experience, give back to our communities, give back to our society. And not only did I have a great dad who believed in service, I had the great fortune to both know and spend a great amount of time with and actually became best buds with both of my grandmothers, my maternal and paternal grandmothers, both of whom survived the four great economic challenges of the last century. That is to say, they figured out a way to not only survive, but thrive in the Great Depression. Uh, World War II, which had a lot of privations. If you don't believe me and you're fortunate enough to have your great-grands around, you need to talk to them about the privations of World War II. And the systemic, unfortunately, the systemic racism and misogyny that continues through into our society today. And as these wonderful women helped raise me and they always loved me and shared with me the stories of their grandparents who loved and raised them in the post-Reconstruction Jim Crow South, which had a lot of privations just living in Mississippi. It is out of my great love and respect for these women who are always with me in spirit, along with my dad, urging me on to do the right thing, that when the situation is right and 
through my chosen profession now as a lawyer, I am sometimes able to at least attempt to vindicate the rights of seniors and the disabled who find themselves the targets of, and unfortunately more and more the victims of some of the most pernicious forms of disabled adult and financial elder abuse that you can imagine that's running rampant in our society today. So the purpose of Selwyn's Law, in case you haven't guessed it, is to discuss the law related to your money and more and more likely these days, the lack thereof and your overall finances and what you may need to consider to protect or reclaim or rehabilitate your or your family's or your small business's financial health, wealth, and money-related well-being as I understand these concepts in this non-threatening educational forum. However, I must once again ask you to please note that this show does not provide any legal advice, nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum for the exchange of information from me to you that might be helpful to you as you begin your search for more detailed information that's tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances and hopefully provides you with at least an overall outline of some of the key issues that may help you seek out and find a qualified professional help. I believe, I actually know that you need, if you have a legal issue, someone is suing you or you can contemplating suing someone and it intersects with your finances and or your assets, but especially if somebody's coming after you about your debt. So, Today, because I've heard some from so many of you this week, thanks for reaching out to me. I guess, thanks for your confidence and faith in me for reaching out to me to ask me questions. I, I that I just it makes me feel good to know that I'm getting through to somebody. And so, because I've you have so many questions about what you should do when you're running into financial distress, I thought we you know do our annual, sometimes more than annual. Um, uh, review of what I call Bankruptcy 101, where the, the goal is to help us think about what we need to do when uh, someone is threatening to sue us or actually has sued us over our debt. So let's start at the beginning. Why bother with bankruptcy? Let's, let's just ignore the person that wants money. I got to tell you, unfortunately, that as often happens in an economic downturn and the subsequent recovery, individuals, companies, and even governments find themselves in a position where they're unable to pay their debts on time when they come due or sometimes maybe even ever. This situation is also known as financial distress. And where debts are large enough, they can create a great deal of continuing economic hardship, which manifests itself in a deterioration of the quality of life of those who are impacted by this distress, either personally or maybe they work for a business that might have to shut down. And so that's really going to impact them personally when they no longer have income. So sometimes the financial distress or hardship is the debtor or debtor's own fault, such as through improvident financial decisions. Sometimes it isn't, such as an unanticipated medical expense for themselves or their children or their parents. 
that's not covered by insurance and has to come out of pocket or families break up and it could be a divorce. So where one income was enough to maybe take care of a family, now you have two households and maybe sometimes even with both heads of the family uh, working, there's not enough income to pay all the debts. Or there might be a situation of misplaced trust in a business associate who commits embezzlement, or it could be the result of vindictiveness of a person with control over our means to make a living, or the result of a pandemic that shuts down all essential businesses to save lives and results in financial distress for uh, not only the business owner, but also her employees. Regardless of the cause of the distress, in such cases, the law provides a remedy that is spelled out in Article 1, Section 8 of the United States Constitution, which charges the United States Congress with developing uniform laws on the subject of bankruptcy as currently manifest by the United States Bankruptcy Code and the Federal Rules of Bankruptcy Procedures, along with the appropriate federal and state codes and case law. So bankruptcy is a legal procedure used by individuals, companies, and governments who are known as being insolvent. That is to say, when they owe money, they're not able to timely repay it as agreed. So bankruptcy allows the debtor to be released from all or part of her debts However, bankruptcy can also be used by individuals, companies, and governments who may be solvent on paper but lack the liquidity to pay their debts as they come due. In cases of solvent debtors, they may seek time, the time they need to liquidate an asset by either negotiating a consensual agreement to handle the illiquid debt while they try to sell it or getting given the time to sell the debt and then retire Sell the, sell the asset and then retire the debt. When a person or organization initiates a bankruptcy procedure, they are said to have filed a petition in their local bankruptcy court asking the court to place the debtor or debtors under the protection of the court. When in the case of a chapter seven, a liquidating case, she can have access to a quick and orderly liquidation of her non-exempt assets by a court appointed trustee while keeping her exempt assets to underwrite her fresh start. Or in the case of an 11, 12 or 13, known as reorganization cases, place the debtor under the protection of the court to give her time to come up with a plan of reorganization wherein she can maintain control over her assets by paying the court what she believes is a reasonable amount to pay back the creditors. So we're going to continue this discussion about bankruptcy, our Bankruptcy 101 review when we come back. But first, we're going to take a short break and I'll see you on their side. Now back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law as we continue our discussion of today's topic, Bankruptcy 101, what is bankruptcy and why is bankruptcy important and necessary to our economy and just how does it work? So 
Before the break, I was giving you a broad brush view of why bankruptcy was so important. But the bottom line is an opportunity to discharge debts legally is unique. It's a unique and crucial part of our economic system. Think about it. To understand why, we only need to consider the alternative. That is, let us consider what happened to debtors who were unable to pay their debts before bankruptcy was invented. It meant the loss of their freedom and they'd end up in debtor's prison. In some instances, they'd lose life or limb. And in a lot of instances, they would lose their families to debt slavery. So, you know, that's the context. That's what's really great about our constitution and our country. We realize, we recognize that it's better for a debtor, an honest debtor. You can't be a dishonest debtor. You know, I run into people who try to um, denigrate or disparage people who have filed for bankruptcy, like they're inept, they're corrupt, they um, shouldn't be allowed to uh, walk around in, in decent society. A person who has filed for bankruptcy is an adult in some instances. They recognize that they're overwhelmed with debt and they, they need to do something about it rather than let the debt linger and not uh, deal with it. Uh, for example, I've had clients who, you know, they're were their their secret clearance working for the government um, would be lost except for our constitutions giving them a right to go into bankruptcy and discharge their debt. Just think about it. A lot of times, people who get um, arrested for uh, sharing s- secrets of our government with foreign entities because of money or someone blackmailing them because they're not able to deal with debt. That's why the government actually appreciates somebody who's overwhelmed by debt taking the step to deal with bankruptcy because it's a public process and you legitimately get rid of your debt. So I tell people, think about it like that. Because many times I hear from people, well, I don't want to file for bankruptcy because it goes on my record. Well, your terrible credit score... Uh, is already on your record. The fact that you don't pay your debts as they come due is already part of the process that the credit bureaus have well documented. So deal with your debt. Be an adult person. Well, I know my house is facing foreclosure, but I don't want to file for bankruptcy because it's going to go on my record. And to me, that is like, when I hear that, I just really scratch my head. So you're going to risk losing the home that where you're raising your children um, because you don't want the fact that you're not paying your mortgage timely to, to be on your record, whereas a bankruptcy might actually help you eventually be able to uh, buy a new home. Certainly part of the process that I try to use when my, my uh, clients are in trouble with their mortgages is to look for somebody to refinance while we're under the protection of the bankruptcy court. So again, uh, the purpose of this 
renewal, uh, a discussion of bankruptcy 101 is to talk to people who approach me who are afraid of bankruptcy. They think it's the worst thing that could ever happen. No, the worst thing that could ever happen is losing your home, losing your automobile, losing your top secret clearance, or doing something that's not going to impede you from starting a business, okay? And and bankruptcy can help you with all those things. So who are the key players in the bankruptcy process? Well, they are the debtor or the debtors, and those are the person, that is the person or persons or entities, business entities or governmental entities that are in financial distress. The other key player or players, plural, are the debtor's creditors, the persons or entities to whom the debtor owes money or some other thing of value. There's also the debtor's attorney, and that's an individual who's a fiduciary to the debtor, meaning that they owe them a duty of loyalty and uh, to put their interest above their own. And the debtor hires uh, the attorney to assist the debtor or debtors in running the gamut of the bankruptcy process. And it it is a gamut. There's lots of pitfalls and pratfalls and trapdoors. And so um, that's what a bankruptcy attorney should be there to help you with. Then there's also the creditors or creditors, multiple attorneys. There's instances where it's, it's me against five or six or 10 lawyers, which also is interesting. <laughs> and uh, creditors, attorneys, they're fiduciaries of their clients and they're hired to assist the creditor in collecting uh, as much of the creditor's outstanding balance due as the law allows. Some of it might be go, go away because it's unsecure. Then there's the bankruptcy court itself. A bankruptcy judge is an Article One judge impaneled by the district circuit court and appended to the local district court. Assisting the judges, the judge's staff, one or more um, uh, lawyers who are known as law clerks, but they're lawyers and uh, various administrative staffs. And then there's the Office of the United States Trustee, which is a subunit of the Department of Justice whose job, along with you know being an officer of the court, is to police the bankruptcy process to help maintain its integrity. And the, it is the entity who appoints the various kinds of trustees. So there's a Chapter 7 trustee in, in liquidating cases. There are Chapter 13 and Chapter 12 trustees for individuals with regular income in the Chapter 13 scenario or fisher persons and farmers in a chapter 12 uh, trustee situation. There's chapter 11 trustee, who's normally the debtor in possession. That's the person who filed the bankruptcy. But sometimes because that person or people don't do the right thing, the court will appoint a chapter 11 trustee to manage the case. Then there's something called a sub chapter five uh, chapter 11 trustee and they're uh, there to assist the debtor without taking over running uh, the complete case, assist that debtor in possession in a small business, uh, Chapter 11. And then there also might be an examiner appointed by the court to ferret out the truth about the debtor's finances or management of her business when there appears to be impropriety or some kind of mischief going on that's not rising to the level of booting the chapter 11 debtor out and putting in a trustee. Well, maybe not yet. So we're gonna leave it there for now. 
But And when we come back next time, we're going to continue this discussion because I think it's very important that we understand the bankruptcy process, especially those of us who are people of color and women uh, who tend to not, you know, think that bankruptcy is a way to go when sometimes it is the way to go, but we have to know what it is that we're doing, why we have to follow the court's orders and what will happen if we don't. So again, I'm going to leave it there for now, but always in closing here on Selwyn's Law, we always want to stay on the right side of the law, including the laws of bankruptcy and their positive effects on our economy and our families or small business economic well-being. So till next time, take care. Bye for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the law office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.